0: Welcome to Inside Medical Assisting, the voice of the medical assisting profession, discussing the professional and personal dynamic factors that influence and shape the individual and the profession. Welcome to Inside Medical Assisting, the voice of the medical assisting podcast. My name is Lawrence. money, got Some people it. You were just listening to the OJs in their 1973 hit, For the Love of Money. Things haven't changed very much since then, have they? In this podcast, we'll be talking with Melanie Dickens. Melanie is going to explain to us how she went from a minimum wage medical assistant to earning over $22 an hour currently. Hello? Melanie. Hi. How are you doing?
1: I'm okay. How Are are you?
0: Are you a little nervous?
1: Yes, Uh, I'm very nervous. (laughs) (laughs) This
0: is not my cup of tea here. No, no, I I, I understand it's not your cup of tea. I understand you prefer coffee over tea. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be completely painless. And before we even begin, uh, just to give you a little bit of understanding, I've heard so much about you, by the way. So I've heard... Your husband brags about you continuously. I don't know why. Why do you think he brags about you?
1: I don't have any clue, really. I don't. I tell him what I do is just normal, everyday stuff. I don't feel like it's anything special or extra.
0: Well, you know, I can appreciate that. My wife feels the same way about herself. And and you got people got to realize something. What people don't realize... Every individual is unique. They have certain skills. They have certain talents and abilities. But you know what happens is we take them for granted. We don't even see our own uniqueness.
1: I know that's my problem for sure. I'm not one to want to be in the spotlight. That's mean. I'll help whoever get in the spotlight, but I don't want to be in the spotlight
0: myself. (laughs) You're going to have a huge influence on people. I'm just letting you know that right now. And the reason why you're going to have a huge influence on people is because you've accomplished a lot in your career. I've tried. No, you haven't tried. You've done it. There's a huge difference between trying to do something and actually doing it. You did it. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Don't thank me. I didn't do it. You did it. I just recognize it.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you for recognizing it.
0: (laughs) The way we're going to be proceeding is this way. Mm Mm-hmm. Normally, I have an outline of an individual that I'm talking to. In other words, normally I have researched the individual, so I get a pretty good handle of who the person is, what they've done. Uh, I I get a lot of insight on the research that I do before I talk to somebody. But in your particular case, I I don't have that background. Mm -hmm. My focus is going to be two things. Okay. Okay getting you to give me some sort of a outline of who you are your your background okay and then once we get into that then i want to get into what you're currently doing and how how you became so involved in what you're doing and as you're talking to me we are going to be ad-libbing so i'll be asking you questions about that and the key to all of this is twofold number one I want to give the people that are going to be listening to the podcast some insight into your profession. Okay. into the details of your profession. And the reason being is that a lot of people, medical assistants, or for that matter, students, really don't have insight into the actual inner workings of, into particular areas of specialization. Okay. Such as yours is what you right. do. You know, you can read a few blurbs about it, but it doesn't really give you any feeling about it, okay? Right. And I think that's really valuable to anyone because it gives them an understanding of the possibility, uh, the possibility of getting involved in a, in in this case, in, in your area of specialization and what you do. Now, that's the first fold. Now, the second fold is this. I've monitored thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, postings on LinkedIn, on Facebook. I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of people. And I get the impression that most medical assistants really limit themselves, limit their financial capabilities. Yes. But you haven't. No, I haven't. So that's where I want to go with this whole thing. Do you get the feeling of where I want to go with this? Yes. And you feel comfortable talking with me?
1: I mean, I'm I'm always a nervous Nelly because I just I'm I'm more like a I just do I don't really know how to talk talk about it. But if you can like lead me, I can
0: I can do it. No problem. I'll be able to lead okay. you. Why don't we begin? Okay, Melanie. If you don't mind, being give me a little bit of background about yourself for the people that are going to be listening to this podcast. Okay. Thank you.
1: Okay. So, see, I came to Florida, where I'm currently working now, from North Carolina, a small town called Asheville. Back in 2006, I came here. No, 2005, I came here, and for um, I came here until with a, a one-year-old child. Me and a one-year-old in tow, hundreds of miles away from everyone I know, from family, from everything. And I came down here, and I was taking care of my son by working at the mall. And my son's father, um, his mother was an RN, and she kept pushing me to get into the medical field. She said, you should try medical assisting. You should try medical assisting at least, you know, if you don't want to go into RN." It's something that's quick. It can get you in the field quicker. It can get you working quicker, making money quicker. And I said, okay, let me see what, she, you know, what she's talking about. And I Googled a few schools in the area. I Googled a few schools in the area, and I found um, a trade school here in the area that taught medical assistance. They told me that I would be in the field in a year if I took this course. So um, I took the course. And it was, it was challenging and rough because a lot of the students there were different than me. I, here I am. I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, here I am. I'm in college. This is so cool. Like, I never thought I'd be here. Like, cause everyone in my family where I grew up, no one went to college. They barely finished even high school. And then here I am getting the opportunity to go to a college. So I go to college. I take in everything I can learn. I, um, apply it. I, Succeed. I, I think I graduated with 3.95 GPA, and here I am in the field of medical assisting. So, well, should I say, with a two-year-old, uh, he's two at this time. Now I have a two-year-old in tow, and I'm in the field of medical assisting. I knew that when I was in school, the student, um, what are they, I don't remember what they call her, um, the student services, she's the one who places you an extern and all that stuff, She came and talked to my class, and she said, you know, you guys, if you really want to get out there and make money, it's available. You apply the skills you learned here in school, and you take it out there, and you make your money. She said, but if you really want to make money in this field, you need to get into a specialty, cardiology, plastic surgery, dermatology, some kind of specialty, because that's where you're going to make your money. So I went, and I I was all about cardiology. I wanted cardiology the the human heart, the human body itself amazes me, but um, the human heart was, I was like, I could do this. This sounds very interesting. I'd be more, I'd want to learn more. I did my externship at a cardiologist's office, four weeks, four or five weeks, 40 hours a week for no pay. Me and a one-year-old with no pay, and I'm trying to work a job at the mall, at the Gap whenever I can to make money, to make ends meet. And... um, so I do this for, for the four weeks, and they don't hire me. I'm devastated at this point. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I just did all this schooling. I, you know, I spent my four weeks here. I learned everything they taught me, and they're telling me, sorry, we don't need you, but thank you for externing here. And then here I am. Now, no job, you know, this uh, medical-assisted diploma, no job, and I'm working at the mall. I became very upset at the time. I was dating Brian. I had met him through some friends, and I was dating him, and he kept telling me, "You know, if you if you really want to pursue the medical assistant thing, I can get you into a dermatologist." And I kept saying, "Dermatology? Who cares about dermatology? You get a rash, you put a cream, big deal." I didn't care. <laughs> like it wasn't. That's not what I was about. And then finally, after like four or five months of still working at the Gap after finishing school and not using my diploma as medical assistant. I finally gave in, and I told Brian. I said, "You know what? Fine. Get me the, give me an interview if you can." And he did. He called someone he knew, and I remember on the way to the interview, he's briefing me on everything he knows about dermatology. He's like, oh, "Okay, a biopsy is when you take a sample of the skin, and an AK is a precancer that we spray with liquid nitrogen." And this, and he's like briefing me on all things dermatology that he could cram in into a twenty-minute drive to an um, interview. I get to the interview, I'm so nervous, and she's asking me all these questions. Do you know what a biopsy is? Have you ever been in dermatology? Do you know anything about dermatology? Do you know what dermatology means? Do you know what a dermatologist is? I'm like, oh, yeah, um, dermatology is study of the skin. A dermatologist is someone who specializes in studies of the skin and hair and nails. And I'm telling her all this stuff, and finally she says, okay, we're going to hire you. I'm like, oh, my gosh, now I'm a medical assistant. I have a job as a medical assistant. $11 an hour, but whatever. It's better than working at the Gap for nine. My first day on the job was what they call Mohs surgery. Um, and Mohs surgery is a surgical technique that we use for, um, for parts of the body, like the face, scalp, neck, ears, places that um, you can't just, you have to be conservative with taking tissue with skin. You have to be conservative with it. The first day was smooth surgery, and I fell in love. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I get to cut people open and help the doctor and, and, and sew people up? Like, this is awesome. And that that was the beginning of the end. That was my the beginning of my dermatology career,
0: to say. All of a sudden, here you are. You're in dermatology. From what I understand, and correct me if I'm mistaken, something occurred where... From what I understand, you gained a reputation. You receive a phone call from uh, another dermatologist, didn't you?
1: Yes. So I'm working for the the first dermatologist that Brian helped me get the job for at eleven dollars an hour, and I'm working there. And and he tells me he's like, you know, don't stop here. You know, keep putting your resume out. Keep, now you're getting experience in dermatology. Put your resume out. And see if you can get, you know, better, better offers as far as pay goes. So I did what he said. Um, I basically looked up the yellow, um, the yellow pages in the phone book and looked up all the dermatologists I could find in the area and sent my resume. I called them. I said, I'm sorry. Could you give me your fax number, please? I'd like to send my resume. I didn't even say, Hey, can I speak to your office manager or anything like that? Because Brian had told me that, you know, a lot of times you get cut off at the front. You call someone and, you know, they're not the person who hires, but they feel like they have enough people or they don't want any new people coming. So, you know, he says, don't ask for the office manager and tell them you're looking for a job. He says, just ask for a fax number and fax your resume and ask ask who the office manager is. So I did so, and I did get um, a few interviews. The best interview I got, they wanted to offer me $15 an hour, and it was like right down the street from my house. Yeah,
0: go ahead, go ahead, ahead. continue.
1: So, um, I worked there for five years. Um, I learned everything dermatology there. I mean, they, that doctor really took me under his wing and he really explained to me, you know, and showed me the ins and outs of dermatology. Any, everything from just rooming patients with. For General Derm, which is, you know, we they schedule patients to come in for skin checks, for acne, for, you know, oh, I have this spot on my back or hair loss or, you know, um, oh, I think my, my fingernail is all infected and black. I need to know what this is. You know, anything hair, skin, or nail related was all done under General Derm. And they tell me everything from, from you know, bringing a patient back, taking a history, you know, just I don't even, I can't even explain, like actually running the room, dictating everything the doctor says, learning more details about how to um, better assist in the Mohs procedure. I was introduced to Botox, fillers, lasers for rejuvenation, lasers for hair removal. I was introduced to all that here um, at that office. And I, I was there five years, learned everything I could learn from them. And then again, you know, I felt like I plateaued at how much I could make. I think I started there at fourteen I plateaued at maybe like sixteen fifty and then they didn't want to like really give me any more money, so I started putting my resume out again. I'm like, okay, I know a lot more about dermatology now. I feel a lot more confident in it and I'm and from what I'm hearing there's more money to be made in this field. Especially when over half the business that they bring in is cash. Because they're doing Botox, they're doing the fillers, they're doing the lasers, all this cosmetic stuff that is only, you know, cash only. So you know they have the room to pay you more. So um, I just put my resume out to another person and I got a job at $18 an hour and now I'm good. Now I'm like, okay, I'm making $18 an hour. Oh my gosh. I'm doing a lot of the same stuff as far as procedures and, you know, fillers and all that stuff goes, but... I'm making more money per hour. That's really how it how it goes down. I mean, and then from there I put in another application and now here I am making $22 or yeah, $22 an hour. And, and I mean, I've this is what I tell people. It's I've been doing this since 07, 07 07 08. That's when I first got into the field. We're now in 2018. I feel like I've worked my whole career to get where I'm at right now. Like making top dollar as an MA, wonderful benefits, smooth scheduling, just assisting the doctor, it's just everything working so fluently and and beautiful. And I'm just kicked back, relaxed, and now I'm on like cruise control in my in my career. Like where I'm at now is my last stop. Unless I change wanting to be an MA, where I'm at now is where I'm gonna be.
0: Well, you've had quite a journey, haven't you?
1: I I really have. I've learned so much. I've learned so much. I mean, because starting, I mean, I don't know if it's any, if if this is really any need to be said, but I'm African-American. And being African-American in the professional field, I mean, I don't know how you want to put it.
0: Put it (laughs) bluntly. I mean... Blunt language is the best way to speak, <laughs> Melanie. There's no inhibitions with the podcast. I really believe me. I'm telling you.
1: I mean, you just you just think like being African American. You know, you are. It's. I don't want to say it's already like one strike against you, but they already expect you to act a certain way or be a certain way. And you just have to take that and turn it around on them. And you be like, for me, what I did was. Um, When I was working at that first job or um, not the first job, the second job where I was making $14 an hour, that job there, I worked under a, a physician's assistant and she really taught me a lot about dermatology, but working under her, I admired who she was, you know, like I'm like, look at her. She's like a doctor, but without like being a doctor, she got to see her own patients, write her own prescriptions, do her own surgeries. Like, and I was like, her her right hand seeing her it just made me like it made me realize like I could do so much better I could be that if I really put my mind to it so I observed everything she did I observed it I took it in I applied it to my working life and I became this awesome awesome medical assistant that people fight over me like right now I work two jobs like two jobs two dermatologists Within 25 miles of each other, but because I'm such an awesome MA, they're okay with me working both jobs. Like they, they most most dermatologists they have like this non compete rule. They don't want you working within so many miles of where you where you were with them. But because I'm such an awesome MA, because I admire, I reflected, I have reflected what I admire in a person, and I said, you know what? If she can be that good, I'm gonna be that good. And I, I just applied it to my life and applied it to my work life. And here I am, like, people fight over me. It's crazy. I never thought I would be here.
0: Let me ask you, I mean, you're, you're a very exciting person. <laughs> you don't mind me saying that, do you? No, I don't. Everyone tells me this. No, I think it's awesome, to be honest with you, because the energy, I, I can imagine when you're, when you're with people patients, when you're with doctors, I mean, you are, you absorb everything that you possibly can. I really do. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) I know that. I know, I can, I can feel that. I can actually, actually sense that over, just over the phone talking with you. But, you know, my, my question to you, because this is my sense, and and maybe I'm wrong with my sense. You want to go further.
1: Okay. Yes. In another life, (laughs) listen, I'm going to say in another life, in another life, I would have went forward with becoming a physician's assistant in dermatology or at least like the surgical aspect of it, like just, I'm so interested in the human body and how it works. So in another life, I would either be a physician's assistant so I could see my own patients and do my own thing. Or I would be first assist in the OR, like a board-certified surgical tech, to where I could be first assist in the OR because that's how much I love surgery. So, yeah, I wish I could have went further. What do
0: you mean you you wish?
1: Well, because I wanted to do something that was going to be quick and get me in the field because I'm down here in Florida, miles away from everyone I know, raising a child on my own, you know, um, a a small child at that and me still being a child myself. I mean, I'm like 21 at the time. And, um, I just, you know, I just needed something to make me money fast. I didn't have like cushion and, I didn't have cushion and, like, um, a trust fund or a rich parent that could help me, you know, house me and clothe me and feed me and my son while I go through school to become an RN or a PA because that's a lot of schooling. You know, it's a lot of dedication, a lot of schooling. So I chose the medical assistant route because it was quick and it would get me in the field. But if I could have done things differently, I would have just went forward with school and became, what I said, like a PA or a first assistant in the OR. And now my son is 14, so for real, now any money that I have saved, I can't Mm -hmm. use that to go to school because in four short years, he's going to be going to college, and I'm going to have to pay for that. So I put my, you know, put my hopes and dreams of a a better career aside to, you know, deal with him, but like right now, he's talking about, he's very gung-ho about going into the Army. I don't know why he's so gung-ho about going into the service, but he's like, Mom, they could pay for my you know they'll pay for my school, and then that way, the money you have saved you can use to go back to school and be what you really wanted to be is what he tells
0: me <laughs> Can I give you some input from my own point of view?
1: Yes, please do.
0: If you were in a plane uh-huh. and, and with your child uh-huh. and all of a sudden, there was an emergency, and you needed oxygen, okay, okay. Do you know what the proper procedure would be if you were with a child and you needed oxygen? Yes, I do. What, what would be the procedure?
1: Put my oxygen mask on first.
0: Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. That's what you need to do. Do you know why I'm saying that? No. All right. Let me, let me. Uh, and I used an analogy to, to make my point. If you want your son to go to college, Mm-hmm. In four years, in four years, you could be a PA. That's true. In two, <laughs> in two, in two years, you could be a PA with your energy, with your, with your hunger, <laughs> hunger, this, this enormous thirst that you have for knowledge, with your, with your hunger. In two years, you could be a PA making triple the amount of money that you are currently make. No. Uh, and And because of that, you'd have an adequate amount of cash flow to do anything or help your son become anything that he wanted to become if he wanted to go to college that is of course yeah. you see do you, do you get my point
1: i do I really do and
0: and, and someone had mentioned this to me before and if you don't do that, I would be absolutely shocked because. I've interviewed a lot of people, a lot of people. And I've interviewed a lot of successful medical assistants that have gone up the ladder from uh, uh, many, 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 many podcasts I've done that reflects the exact same familiar characteristics that you're demonstrating. matter of fact, the energy that you have is very powerful. And and Melanie, you got to do that for your not, for your own sake, and and I and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. But that's all I'm going to say about that. But I I don't want to end the podcast this way. What advice would you give a medical assisting student or a recent graduate to help them um,
1: in their career? The advice that I would give is. Don't get discouraged and don't give up. That would be my advice. Because, so like I said in the beginning of the um, of my story, um, I, I got very discouraged in the beginning. Um, I worked. I, I even went and worked back at the at the mall at the Gap and not even used my diploma because I became so discouraged because one thing didn't pan out. You know, the thing I really set my heart on the most didn't pan out. And I, I became very discouraged because I put all my eggs in this one basket, all my hope in this one thing. And then when it didn't go through, I was completely devastated. I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't have, I just thought this is the end for me. Why did I even go to school? So if I could give any advice, it'd be, don't give up. Always, there are many, 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 many doctors of every specialty, usually somewhere around you, um. Pull out that phone book. Actually, you don't have to do that now. You can go to Google and Google, you know, whatever specialty or whatever, you know, medical field you're looking for. Google those doctors in your area and pound the pavement. Go there. Drop off your resume. Get a name of an office manager. Like, be persistent. This is your future. This is what you spent all this time, all this money that you're paying back to the government. You're spending, you know, it was all for this. You can't just give up or quit whenever you get your first no. And always just reflect reflect what you admire. Like if you admire the fact that that person is so professional and they you know they're getting to treat patients and they're getting to cut people open or they're getting to you know give shots or draw blood. I love drawing blood by the way. <laughs> but if they get to do that, you know, if you admire that person, observe and absorb everything you can and then you become that person you apply that to your life and become that and there is no limit there will be no limit keep keep it professional and just don't give up
0: do you want to know why i love what i do i learned so much from every individual that i talk to because it gives me the opportunity to see something from so many different perspectives there's a phrase, there's a saying I, I really enjoy. I, I read it quite often, matter of fact. And it, it states that quite often when an idea or perspective that could be helpful presents itself, we do not appreciate it or its value is not really apparent. The expert has perhaps no more ideas than the inexperienced but appreciates more of its value and uses it better. You see, it's only when we have added the expertise of others to our own that we can truly excel towards our most ambitious goals and reach our fullest potential. I want to thank you very much for listening to our podcast. Share them in your social media. You don't know who you may bless. So until the next time, thank you.